Today on episode number 554 of the School of Podcasting, the media is poking fun at podcasting again. We have a couple of really cool because of my podcast stories. And even if you're not doing a local podcast, you might learn some things from today about promotion, connecting with your audience as we take a deep dive into doing a local podcast. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I bring my 20 plus years of understanding and teaching technology to you, and we work together to help you massage your message. We help you tackle that technology, face your fears, and flatten that learning curve, and not only get you podcasting, but get you podcasting right. And right now, there's a very popular tutorial on podcasting from 2012 and how mad would you be right now if you went out and bought a flat screen tv and then to go along with that you bought a dvd player and you find out later what what there's a thing called blu-ray oh i didn't know about that what i got to go back and change everything now yeah you want up-to-date tutorials when you're learning about podcasting and that does not mean learning from things that are five years old trust me on that so our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up, and that will save on either a single course or you can sign up for a monthly membership. And I always like to start off with a Because of My Podcast story. And today we are interviewing Lee from This Is Rami. We're talking with Ken Blanchard from Upper Marlboro Podcast. We're talking with Chris from I Am Salt Lake, and we're talking with Jason from local podcasting. He's actually from onthego.fm. And two of them, Ken and Chris, have Because of My Podcast stories. So check this out. Because of my podcast, I met my future wife. Nice. Uh, she was a local comedian. She's, she doesn't do stand-up really anymore, but she did a podcast. And we matched on Tinder because of podcasting or, you know, we both knew we loved podcasting. I started dating her about a year and a half ago, and now we're engaged to be married, and, and she co-hosts the podcast with me. And Nice. And it's all, it's all because of uh, my podcast. So the surprise of Black Man with a Gun after the 500th episode has messed me up. Uh, what, what happened was I sent out a press release and got a call from television. Uh, from the Outdoor Channel and the Sportsman's Channel. And they would want to have me as a possible new host for their show. So I had to go run out to Vegas and meet with some folks this week because of my podcast uh, that uh, I'm probably going to be moving up to television here shortly. Nice. That would be cool. Yeah. And I totally thought, yeah, nobody cares. Uh, I just hadn't marketed to the right people yet. So that was that was all. You got to well, be, be careful of that. Yeah, well, we'll back up a second. What was in this magic press release? All I did was tell people that I've been operating for nine years. I've been in this in this thing. I have X amount of downloads a week, um, and my audience is really, really faithful. Even the, the the numbers don't mean much because it's the people that I have in this group. And I started quoting and and talking about the celebrities that have been on my show that nobody had even known. Um, you know, the big folks kind of draw to it um, that. If you have like the president of the National Rifle Association and you might have Lee Ermey from um, Full Metal Jacket and a whole bunch of like pro gun people that they all know me. So they call me and they, hey, I'm promoting this thing. Can I be on your show? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I didn't promote that as well as I could. So after I dropped all these names, they were like, hey, this guy might be somebody. So that kind of changed things. There you go. Some really cool stories on how people are benefiting from podcasting and uh in the news if you're a fan of the family guy you know i'm going to talk about this and both jimmy fallon and now the family guy are kind of painting the picture that podcasting is done by people who don't know that they're not talented talk about really weird things well here's just a clip from the family guy Hey, what's up with the menus at the Cheesecake Factory? Why do they got to be so big? Yeah, and why does their menu have ads? I go there for dinner, not to shop for appliances. Hey, you know what, guys? This right here, this rambling, boring conversation containing already made-before observations, 
This could be a podcast. Huh, it's actually not a bad idea. Really? A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Well, that's it. We're anyone. Let's do a podcast from right here in the booth. Who's in? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Is it happening? Are we doing it now? Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Now, it is awesome because the one thing that I always like to point out the positive here is they don't have to explain what a podcast is. They are assuming that the general public is already understanding what a podcast is. So, yes, we're getting painted as three guys in a basement talking about whatever. But nonetheless, let's look at the bright side. They don't have to explain what a podcast is. Now, before we get to the local podcasting discussion, I do want to mention I am going to be at PodFest. Actually, as you're listening to this, I'm uh, probably freaking out, packing some bags, starting to fret about uh, getting on a plane the next day to go down to Orlando, Florida. If you're in Orlando, come on, you got to go. Listen to what's going to happen all week. Number one, phenomenal networking options, great sessions. Some guy named Dave Jackson is the closing keynote. The screening, the first ever screening of The Messengers, emceed by some guy named Dave Jackson, which would be great fun. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. And uh, it's just a great time. And uh, bring the kids, let them go see uh, the mouse while you go play with podcasting. For more information, go to podfest.us. Now, let's start talking about local podcasting, where we're normally thinking about podcasting to the world. This is the direct opposite. This is talking about your local town. I started off learning about local podcasting by interviewing Jason Norris from OnTheGo.fm, who does a show called Podcast Local. And then later, I asked you if you did a local show or if you know anybody like that. And a few of you responded. That was great. I also heard from my friend Ken Blanchard that he had started one. So Ken was on episode three. You can find him at blackmanwithagun.com. And his podcast is called Upper Marlboro Podcast. Chris Hollingsworth does I Am Salt Lake. And you can find him at IamSaltLake.com. And then Lee Ball, across the pond, does This Is Rammy about Ram's Bottom in the UK. So here's Jason talking about, first things first, you have to know who your audience is. So people like Mark with his Beyond Bourbon Street and people like Lou Mangello, they are talking about their city, but their primary audience is not necessarily living in that city or that area, that place. They're from somewhere else. And in some ways, it's almost like a tourist podcast. But it's still talking about the local area. But you get someone like Chris Holyfield, who does I Am Salt Lake, and uh, Bo York from Let's Talk Jackson. What they're doing, Jackson, Mississippi, what they are doing is focusing on their own community. And to me, that's what I started this whole podcast local thing about, was to look at what you could do with your skills as a podcaster to talk to your community about your community to potentially bring your community together to build up your community. I mean, even for people who do podcasts about various topical niches, there's that idea that you're creating community. But what if you were to take that power of creating community and focus it literally on the community where you live and hopefully even make your, where you live a better place to live. Lee from This Is Rammy also found that people were coming to his town because of his podcast. People listening to the show before moving here yeah. uh, and checking out the website. So, yeah, there's a few people that are, that are moving to Ramsbottom soon and, and they'll put comments on Facebook and things. And, and I'm keen to try and find out how they found things moving here and finding houses. Parking is quite a big issue around here because it's quite a small old town. So there's not a great deal of parking. And because it's so far outside of the biggest city, which is Manchester, it's uh, you tend to get a lot of people commuting. So they'll, they'll have one or two cars. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out, find their take uh, with, uh, with fresh eyes and ears, really. Mark Bologna wanted his audience to be someone who did not live in New Orleans. Chris Holyfield of I Am Salt Lake, that's his audience. His audience and his topics, his ideas for whatever he's going to do, it's the people of Salt Lake City. And of course, another very important question that you need to ask is why are you starting this podcast? Here's Ken Blanchard. Something that you said probably a year ago, and I thought, let me try it. I'm, I'm, 
I've been podcasting for nine years and uh, I've probably had eight shows that have come and gone. So I'm not afraid to, to try. And I thought, what happened if I could successfully get a podcast right in my neighborhood and become almost the mayor of this place uh, without knowing it? People would know who I am, but my voice and everybody would be a little bit friendlier and nicer and uh, daisies would bloom and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> so I thought, let me let me try it. Let me give it a shot. Being new to the area, I would say, and wanting to get exposure myself to the local local people, local businesses, local groups. In all honesty, the selfish side of it was that I had put a lot of time, effort and money into moving to this area. It was We'd moved from an area which was pretty cheap to live and not the best place. And I wanted to keep uh, Ramsbottom the reason, like as the area that the reason that we moved here for. So keeping the property prices good. Here's how Chris from IamSaltLake.com got started. And I was helping my ex-wife. She would sell her handmade clothing at the farmer's markets. And it just hit me one day and I said, why don't I interview these people? You know, the people that are making stuff that are doing all this stuff in Salt Lake, you know, a lot of times we just go and buy stuff from them, but we don't know their stories. We don't know what inspired them to create their products or their businesses. And uh, I knew that um, I wanted to do an in-person podcast and it just seemed like the perfect fit for that. Then it was a matter of choosing your format. Yeah, the, the sections part of things that kind of just grew naturally because at the beginning I had very little content outside of the interviews so it's just like right okay well I'll I'll basically read the newspaper and so I just pulled them out and little articles and things like that and yeah they it naturally turned into sections which is now uh, a, a local news section an events section um the local football team scores and then some shout outs, so like community engagement uh, type things. And it, that's kind of how it stuck since probably a few months in now. Lately, since I brought on my fiance as a co-host about a year ago, we just kind of sit and talk about our life a little bit. And we've actually found that people are very receptive of that because they want to get to know who, who is Chris and Chrissy. So it, we, we kind of introduced the show, who's going to be on the show, who we interviewed. Maybe, you know, mention maybe a new restaurant we tried or something we did and then just jump right into the interview. Well, okay. Uh, Fort Worth, for instance, 800,000 people. Okay. It's plenty big enough. And it's got a very rich, colorful history, Fort Worth does. And so if you just started talking about things like the stockyards and these are things that, well, for instance, when uh, the podcast movement came in in uh, 2015, I think it was, right? When they came down, they were looking at things that, what is it about Fort Worth that's interesting? And Stockyards, of course, is one of those. So if you started telling stories about the Stockyards, for one, yes, outside <laughs> outsiders to your community are going to possibly be interested. But if you can find things about your community that even the people who live there don't really know the history of, They don't know why it's called a certain thing. They don't know why this place is built or what is this thing. Then that's where you can go and you can start to uncover some history, some stories, and tell stories about those places. As always, your podcast is a recipe. You can change it any way you want. So we kind of heard how Chris and Lee just kind of evolved into their format. In some cases, you may actually start a podcast and find out later you want to switch the whole thing. Here's Ken Blanchard. No, what, what happens is for everything that I do, and, and you said it too, once you throw it on a wall, you got to take notes of what actually works and what doesn't. What I found out, though, is that the content, having a niche thing is still important, but you got to find your audience almost before you do your, your niche. And in doing this, I was sitting watching my son, um, who's a rising mixed martial artist, and uh he was in his gym with like a thousand people and it was, everybody was in there was fighting. It was even little babies like flipping around in there and they were in their own little world. They just were so happy to punch each other in the face. And um, <laughs> I thought, 
what a weird bunch of people. And they're all happy and they'll slug it out. And in the next two minutes, they're hugging like good match. And I thought, this is a community waiting to happen. Yeah. So, so I walked over to the owner of the gym and I said, do you guys have a podcast? And he says, no. So do you want one? He says, I always wanted to, but it's a little technical for me. I got to run this gym and train these guys. And I thought, this is my niche right here. I'm coming back here um, next Tuesday and uh, I'm going to probably rebrand the old show that I started with, with my son and, and it'll be a father and son uh, mixed martial art thing. We're going to do it out of that boxing gym and get all those, all those people. And that probably is going to take over from what a Marlboro podcast could have been. Yeah. It's uh, you figure all those people in there got a story. And all of any, them. Yeah. So what was it like starting a new local podcast? Here's Chris from I Am Salt Lake. My ex-wife thought it was a great idea. You know, I pitched the idea to a few people and they kind of thought, well, you know, that's going to be a tough market because, you know, you're limiting yourself to just a small demographic. And I was like, oh, I don't care. I don't care if only, you know, 10 people listen to it. This, this seems like a lot of fun. And it just took off. It, uh, it's it's been a little bit of a struggle in the beginning, but it's kind of created its own its own thing. And whether this is your first podcast or your second or third, remember there are still only twenty four hours in the day. And when you start adding things like investigating old historic stories that you want to go deep in, that's going to take some time. So when I first started it, I was actually doing two episodes a week. Just because I thought, well, that's how I'm going to make my podcast grow is, you know, the more episodes I do and the more, more podcasts that I produce and, and, you know, they're sharing it to their audiences. And I got a little burned out of that. And at that same time, I was going through a divorce and I was trying to get back in the dating scene and all of that. So I cut back to one episode a week, but it's been a fun journey, 265 episodes. So I went out and started doing some history on the town. And there's a lot of stuff here that we kind of drive by. This town is uh, was around during the Star Spangled Banner. And it was that little bit of history, stuff like that. that I thought maybe somebody will care. Um, and I'm, I'm not having given up on it yet. We're on like episode number three um, with it. And life kind of got in my way. So I couldn't neglect the other two podcasts that I'm doing. And that's what slowed up on this one. But the first chance I get, I'm going to crank out probably at least four or five and have them ready for um, next month. These podcasts often start to resemble like a small local newspaper. You have things like business news and interviews, reviews, entertainment news, sports. And you think the easiest part of that would be talking to business owners who might want more exposure for their business. But that is not always the case. Here's Chris from I am Salt Lake. Well, exactly. I thought I would just walk into people's businesses and they would be like, oh yeah, let's talk. And then I quickly realized people didn't want that. They wanted to come to you and, you know, you quickly even learn how to do a proper interview. You're like, well, I, I can't interview somebody during business hours because they're constantly getting interrupted by customers. So I had to kind of teach myself the interviewing process and how to even conduct an interview and the importance of taking notes and, and all of that. I mean, I had to teach myself all of that. And it's, it's been really interesting. There's been, you know, some mistakes in the beginning, things I learned. So it was probably about my third interview that I did. I remember how tough it was to even pull answers out of these. It was for a, a local food truck and it was about eight to 10 minutes into the interview. And I just, I had nothing else to talk about. And I just, I, I had a, you know, a little notepad with probably 15 questions. And I felt, well, this is enough. You know, this is enough questions. <laughs> and, and, and obviously it wasn't. So since then, I, I still, to this day, I, I have tons of pages of notes, even though I rarely even refer to them. Just because, you know, as you know, the more interviews you do, the better you get. Along with the history, I was going to also grab one business per show. And through that, that would kind of be a, um, a teaser and a plus for them to promote it. And the first person I went to was Marlboro Tire. It's a company that I get my stuff serviced to, all my car stuff. And it took forever. As soon as you say, 
um, I got a podcast or I'm doing some marketing. The people who were telling you 300 stories while you're waiting for your car all shut up. And they point, <laughs> they, they point you to this guy who's like you never even seen before. And he's like the marketing guy. And he, he's never around and takes forever for him to show up. And he finally talks to you. And he tells you how hard it is to podcast and how hard it is to uh, be an SEO. And it's like, no, you're not the guy I wanted. I wanted the old dude who was talking to me about the story about how the store got started. That's what I wanted yeah. to know. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Mike. But Mike told me to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm still working that out. I have to figure it out. I have to uh, not tell anybody on some things. I'm going to have to just say, hey, I, I record. You might want to record this, this little story that you told me. And then the bigger you go, I think people just shut down. They get kind of afraid that they're not saying the right thing or this thing might be on uh, National Geographic tomorrow. And uh, it yeah. Yeah, even though this is a recording and it's an audio that they did not address for it. So you don't know. The only difficulty I had was because it was in my spare time, I was trying to get a lot more evening uh, recordings and things like that and try and get more evening interviews because I'd be working all day and that's not so easy with uh, some of the businesses. So I was recording some in my lunch hour at work, just over the phone, plugged into my microphone, just booked out a meeting room and and did a few like that. And eventually I got to the point where people started to know who I was and I had more of a system of if they want an in-person interview, then I'll go around to their house or they can come to me. And if they can't accommodate like an evening, then I would do it at the weekend and I'll just turn up at their shop or, or business or whatever. And a lot of people are, they do quite appreciate the exposure that they get because some people don't know what a podcast is, but they still like to, to have the thought that they are on one and they're getting the name out. You know, I have a day job and so it makes it really difficult to do a lot of stuff like that during the day yeah. when, a, when a lot of people, and, and that's actually been one of the most frustrating things as well is a lot of people, especially when, with business, they, they're only willing to talk to you, you know, between business hours. And you're like, well, I'll meet you. You know, I'm, I'm able to sit down with you in the evening. And uh, e even though it's free advertising, they're not quite as receptive I don't know if they thought I was going to charge for the interview, which I don't. Um, but they kind of just said it's not really for them. So I went back and forth and I explained what the podcast system was and, uh, you know, all about what the whole purpose of it was and that, that I try and give you to give them exposure. And, uh, yeah, it just wasn't for them. And the second one I just had was she was just too busy. One strategy is to get involved with the local government. Here's Lee from This Is Rami. Yeah, there, there's a local Ramsbottom business group. Uh, I had uh, the chair of that interviewed uh, fairly early on in the podcast. Uh, but uh, in probably be a month, uh, no, about three weeks from now, I'm going to be meeting someone from Berry Council. So they are like the local authority for Ramsbottom and, and the surrounding areas. And, uh, and they, they basically reached out to me and they said, you know, we, we've read you, we've seen your website, we like what you do. Do you want to come and have a meeting in the local civic hall? So I said, yeah, sure. Why not? So I booked the day off work and I'm going to go and uh, speak with someone there. I think it's uh, it's going to be more about promoting their, the things that they do in the civic hall. But as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's all content for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So here in Salt Lake, we have what's called the Downtown Alliance. And they're kind of, you know, they're helping kind of mold, you know, downtown Salt Lake City. And... I've chatted with them through email, but we've never really talked face to face. They know who I am. I know who they are, but it's just kind of been one of those things that hasn't happened. I actually was trying to get uh, one of the mayors, this was a couple of years ago, to come on the podcast, but there were so many hoops that we had to jump through and it just, the correspondence just kind of stopped. And I've always been dying to test this. I really thought a local podcast might be easier to get sponsors. I live in Akron, Ohio. And if you come to Akron, I'm taking you to Luigi's Pizza. It's an Akron institution. And I really thought it'd be easy to get all the local businesses that we've heard about to advertise on the show. Jason from OnTheGo.fm. It's not just seeking out money, but sometimes trade outs. You know, so, hey, can we have a corner of this uh, coffee shop or cafe or whatever. Can we use this? 
we'll talk about where we are for you, so benefit for you, but then we get the space where we can actually interview some other people and have a conversation and get the ambience, the sounds of your community in there as well. As the podcast has grown, I started to find the profit in it elsewhere. So not so much monetary. I was just enjoying doing the podcast, uh, speaking to people, finding out more about their businesses. I still am open to you know to podcast episode sponsors. I still do have uh, a media pack if somebody wants to to advertise on the show. And I think the the benefit of that Ramswatam is quite individual in that they're all local small businesses is also the detriment to the advertising side of things because they don't have a lot of money and mm. they tend to spend all their money on the shop. So I struggled a little bit just because local mom and pop places don't really have the money to pay you. I mean, I, I would reach out to people and just, you know, say, Hey, can you help with the bare minimum of just even help pay for my website? And people were like, Oh, well, you know, I don't know. And so it was, it was actually really tough. Uh, I, I would do some trade sponsors, so that was really nice where, uh, you know, I would trade products, but it, it was really tough. There have been a couple of opportunities. One opportunity, it was actually happened about two summers ago. Uh, I don't know if you have CenturyLink out where you're at there. Uh, they were unrolling uh, a new uh, internet service here in Salt Lake, the faster uh, service, kind of like Google Fiber. And they contacted me. And at first I was like, well, you know, I'm only want to deal with local people. And then they explained to me what they were doing. They're like, hey, we're, we have this new internet service in uh, Salt Lake City and we want you to be on the commercial of it. And <laughs> so that was a really, really cool opportunity uh, that kind of came my way and helped fund a lot of things that I was doing. Um, but up until recently, recently I got a I got a sponsor with a barber shop that has been amazing to work with, uh, you know, and they've helped fund a lot of things. But it's actually a lot tougher uh, with the local market that I've found out to get a sponsor. So Lee from This Is Rami thought to himself, "What would Glenn do?" Although the thing that I we have a local, like a, not a leaflet, like a little book comes through the doors with lots of, it's basically just an advertising book and it's got like window cleaners, um, door sellers and, and things like that. And it's on like one of the very top list of my things. And what I'm going to do is pull out all of the local, local people in there because they are already paying for advertisement. And there's already a pricing in the book that says, if you want a full page ad, it's like 150 pounds if you want this right. and the other. So I can start with the the big companies and just send out a message and say, hey, if you want to sponsor an episode, it'd be great. Uh, you know, I'd love to come and talk to you. That's right. Glenn the Geek it, baby. Find that magazine <laughs> and go to town. That's awesome. There is a magazine. That's the thing. There's a magazine just around the corner that's printed. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to either just turn up or, or send an email. Tomorrow might be a bit difficult because I've got the mother-in-law coming around. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to go in and try and set up some kind of a definitely Glenn the Geek Glenn the Geek that thing yeah. that's right Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com if you want to hear about that strategy go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn that's G-L-E-N-N and the number one so what are these people doing to promote their show and the one thing I was kind of surprised on but not really when you're first starting out maybe there's no budget for this but my advice to all of them was, and they're all going to be doing this, is leaving some sort of either business card or getting a sticker for the window or a flyer for the window that says this business was featured on and then the name of their show. I know Lee is going to have little like table tents made to be at the cashier's kind of spot so people can see that when they're checking out. And so all sorts of ways to leave that. And the reason I say that is I live in Akron, Ohio. The bigger city is Cleveland. It's about an hour north. And we have a local ice cream place that's just really phenomenal. And the big TV station from Cleveland came down to 
do a story on that. And they put a sticker in their window that said, as featured on PM Magazine. And we're all like, ooh, PM Magazine, Channel 5. But nonetheless, it was branding to show, A, for the business that, hey, we've been featured on I Am Salt Lake. This is Rami, et cetera, et cetera. And for the podcaster, it's then, hey, this must be some cool thing because, well, they're featuring local people. So it's a win-win for both. But that doesn't mean that the boys have not been out promoting their show. In fact, I think Lee gets some sort of gold star for the most creative way of promoting your show. Okay, so each year in uh, in Ramsbottom, there is a, a giant duck race and it's supposed to be for like businesses and things like that that uh, i mean they're not really a business but not yet you, you well yeah not yet but you, there isn't really any restriction other than just paying i think it was 10 pounds for the duck and uh yeah so everybody i think there was about a good 50 60 last year and yeah everybody designs them there's like awards for best dressed duck and things like that so i thought nice a bit of, i'd love to get involved with that it looks like a bit of fun and uh, yeah, so I did that. I try, I try. I got a wager going with a local cafe that I'd, I'd go in quite a lot. And I said, if your duck beats mine, then you can have a free advertisement. If mine duck beats yours, then I want a free breakfast. So uh, <laughs> okay. we did that on Twitter. So it was all, all public and stuff. And it's, it's good fun. It's, it's what you get in local small towns yeah. in, uh, in England. Lee had also found some ways of automating getting content for his show. So... Uh, for the articles and things like that, I have um, a lot of the local newspapers, uh, RSS feeds mm. hooked into Hootsuite. And what will happen is uh, every time they update, it'll just post an article. And I'll, if people start to respond to that article quite a lot, they'll like it and things then and comment on it. I'll see the comments because it posts as me. So it's not like a retweet or anything. And then I usually have a good idea of what's popular. So I'll, I'll get that out for the events uh, section of the podcast. But for, um, so, sorry, that's for the news sections of the podcast. For the actual events section, I've got a lot of the individual businesses' Facebook pages hooked into a plugin called uh, WordPress Events or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it essentially feeds in um, all of the, the, pulls in the events from Facebook and it just uh, adds them into the events calendar. And speaking of digging up content, Chris found a really interesting story in Salt Lake? Well, it was actually one of my recent interviews. Uh, I was contacted by a guy that was uh, inherited an adult sex doll company. And that's all we're going to play of that one. But let's uh, go back to some tips. If you're thinking of starting a local podcast. Network, uh, you know, get out in your local community and get to know everybody introduce yourself to everybody uh, that's definitely something i could have done more of in the very beginning is go to all the events that you could go to you know if it's a friday night and there's a band playing go check them out introduce yourself give them a card tell them what you're doing because i mean that's the best part about doing a local podcast is we have access to all of our listeners right outside our front door yep. versus say even your podcast. It's a, it's probably a little tougher to just walk outside your front door and tell everybody about it because they might not be interested. Exactly. However, with, with a local podcast, I mean, I'm always sparking up conversations with people telling them about it and they're like, Oh, that sounds incredible. How can I find out more about it? So I think networking is very important. You kind of have to barge your way into it a little bit and get yourself involved. So if you don't throw yourself out there, you're not really going to experience Ramsbottom as you could. So you throw yourself out there and, and then you start to make so many contacts. And it's just, it, it really does change the way you look at the community. And speaking of engaging in the community, Chris has a great tip. Is I was able to do live shows. I've done a, a nice. bunch of a live shows with the podcast and that has been probably one of the most incredible experiences to get to meet your listeners uh, by doing a live podcast recording kind of very David Letterman-ish where you know people come out they have a seat they you know grab a seat in the club and then watch me uh, 
interview about, you know, three or four different people that evening. And that's, that's been a really cool experience to do with the podcast. Now, how do you pull that off? Is there a PA system so they can hear you then or? Well, so when I was first approached by this, there was a club here in Salt Lake. They're not doing it anymore, but the guy actually set it up for this specific reason to do live podcasts. And at this time, you know, I, I've never even really been to a live podcast because it's not like they're happening all the time here. Like they are in cities like LA. And so I didn't really know how they did it. And I didn't even know, well, how would I do a live podcast? Would somebody really want to sit and listen to me interview one person for an hour? I, I would think most people would get bored of it. So I chatted with a few different podcast friends that I had, and it kind of came down to a few recommendations of having, you know, three or four different people, even preferably people that have been on the podcast before. So, you know, they're comfortable with the microphone, they're comfortable with their speaking and chat with them 10 or 15 minutes, kind of that David Letterman-ish where you bring them out, sit them on a couch, very relaxed atmosphere and bring them out one at a time, eventually have all three or four people out, kind of start, you know, you have your roundtable conversation. And and, and typically, I would even ask lighthearted questions, nothing serious, you know, like, oh, you know, how would you survive a zombie apocalypse? Or how would you, uh, you know, uh, what did you do on your 21st birthday? And so when you bring comedians in on that, maybe, you know, former comedian uh, people that I had on the podcast, it really, you know, (laughs) brought some laughs to the audience. But then at the very end, I was able to open it up to audience questions. And when you have, you know, my first live show I ever did, I had probably 180, 200 people there. And so it was just an incredible experience. And so you get all those people there. They have questions for me, whether it's regarding the podcast or regarding the show that night. I mean, just that energy from the people. So yeah, they, they, you know, they have the PA set there, the guy who did it, he was able to record it. So I was able to release it as a podcast. And I mean, that was an, inc- I've done, I've probably done about six to eight different live shows and they've all been a little bit different. Sometimes, you know, when I've done them in other locations, I just plug my uh, H6 into the PA system yeah. and that, that records it that way. But uh, th- those have been probably that that's actually even to back up to your question of somebody wanting to do a local podcast is find ways to do live shows uh, in your community. Yeah, because if you think about it, if you had 200 people in a room and they go to work next day and somebody says, well, what did you do last night? They said, oh, I was went down to the, you know, the beer mug and, and there's some guy doing a live podcast and it was cool. And they were talking to so-and-so instantly you've got a bunch of people that are spreading the news about well, your show. And, you know, exactly. Well, they're posting pictures on Facebook, on yes. Instagram, on Snapchat, all of that. And you're just like, wow. I mean, this is like free advertising for it. Uh, and especially if, and, you can, if you can get those people into the recording that is gold, my friend. It's an old trick I did back when I was a musician uh, and websites weren't that common is I would go out with my digital camera. This is before phones. And I would take pictures of the audience and put them literally, I would go home from the gig and put them on our website. So the next day they could wake up and see themselves on our website. And they would then tell all their friends, look at me, I'm on the internet. Cause back then that was a big deal. And so if you can get your audience into the recording, they will then say, they'll go and listen, if nothing else, just to hear themselves. Because underneath it all, we're all a little veins. Do, if you, if you want to start something that's really, really niche, put your heart into it and don't worry about it. Just, just slow cook it. Don't rush it. Don't, don't be like me. Um, just wait and then work it. Work your thing. Go to, the, go to the meetings. Go to the town meetings. Go to whatever the, the audience is. Once I do that, I know I'll get more people. Um, don't have your expectations that you're going to be, uh, Joe Rogan, UFC guy with like three hour shows and millions of people. That's not your audience. So go with real realistic expectations and, uh, and just work your passion. If you have any thoughts of doing a local podcast, just get out and try to do it. Uh, you know, my, my first thought was everybody's going to judge me on my equipment. 
you know, especially when you're meeting people in person. I was always worried I didn't have top of the line equipment, but I just went out and did it. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't worry what people said. Because uh, it's, it's a lot different when people are meeting you in person versus uh, just doing something over the, the internet like a lot of podcasters do. You have to be yourself because if you're not, it just doesn't work out very well. And so you have to, you know, don't be afraid to share yourself. Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to just put yourself out there. And the people that don't like you, they're going to go one way. And the people that do, they're going to be your biggest fans. Anybody that's starting any kind of podcast, we're always worried about negative comments and that people aren't going to like it. So I asked Chris, have you gotten any negative comments? Um, no, I mean, not really. No. And what about Lee? Surprisingly, yeah, it was only it was one person. And this was off the back of a survey. So every year I put out a survey and I just essentially say, it's a few questions, about eight questions and things like, have you ever listened to a podcast before? This is Rami. Do you listen to the podcast? Do you subscribe? Um, do you read the articles? Things like that. And yeah, one person replied in this like free text box and said, uh, it was, well, I guess it was quite nasty, but I wasn't that bothered. It was uh, along the lines of why do you hide behind your keyboard when you clearly are only interviewing businesses and people who are your friends or something like that? And I think... I think it was a local business that possibly gave not the best review in the world, mm. um, which is, you know, I wasn't nasty in the, in the interview. I said it was great, but I just thought they were a bit expensive, which they were. It was like 15 pounds for a pizza or something like that. Uh, and, and that's all assumptions because I don't know exactly who it was. Uh, but, you know, I, dealt, I thought I dealt with it quite well because I, I basically took that response and posted it in a local Facebook group and said, I do my best and uh, I sometimes get comments like this. And the whole point of that was that even though it didn't bother me, I thought people would defend me and and they did. And it was great. Everybody said that, you know, keep going, ignore this. Uh, we really love what you do. So that, uh, that kind of helped me get, to get over now. We heard Chris at the beginning of the show say how he basically swapped sponsorship for a Zoom 8.6 recorder, which is really nice. What did Chris start off with? The first couple of episodes were recorded on an iPhone just because I, I didn't even know if I wanted to do a podcast. I was like, okay, I'll try this, but is this something I want to spend a lot of money on? Nice. You know, do I really want to go out and spend, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars? So I said, I'll do it on my iPhone. And I quickly realized that, uh, that that's not the best way to do it. And actually, I found your podcast, School of Podcasting, and I started listening to that about episode three and four, and you recommended, you know, the ATR 2100 mic, so I plugged that into my laptop. And When you said I did it with your, your phone, elaborate, how did you actually do that? So I got, I don't even remember what it was, but those adapter microphones that oh. you used to be able to plug into the iPhone. Yeah, okay. So I had one of those and I just recorded the interview, you know, into the uh, audio with the little little record button on there. And then I took the audio from that and edited it into Audacity. I would say if anybody has even the smallest thought that they could do it, just go out and do it. Because the worst that's going to happen is you'll put, put out a podcast that maybe, you know, a few people listen to. But you're going to either get experience from just going out and learning about your local town, but you'll also get experience from just having exposure to a lot of people as well. And so I've made a lot of connections from the podcast. And early on, I think I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it was 20 people that listen to the podcast each week. I thought that'd be great. And the first episode came out and I think it's about 40 or 50 people. I thought, well, I haven't, I haven't really advertise this nobody knows it I, I i'm not entirely sure where they came from and you know it's grown and grown and there's a few hundred people listen each week now which is you know it's it's good it's a fair number of people sometimes i get the odd spike here and there but it's fun well let's wrap this up with some tips from the guy that started it all jason norse of course you can find him at on the go.fm and the show he does is all about podcasting local and it's called podcast local 
Well, I'll tell you what, I've, I've got a, a guide that I put together and these were more just like little, little sparks of ideas. But if you were to create a local podcast and you focused on these areas or pick two or three that I think it would help you. And, uh, one of them would be people and focusing on the people of your community. In fact, I did not do that to start with in Fort Worth. And looking back on it, I think that would have been better. What I did is uh, my wife and I would take our kids somewhere and we would record some of the adventures that we were going on, whether it was to the stockyards or, you know, to the uh, local farmer's market and things like that. That was great, but it's really, ultimately, it's going to be people that are going to be talking about what you're doing. And then when you get more people involved in the show, then that's when the whole word of mouth kicks in. So I think if you were going to start a podcast, I would think about starting with people, uh, especially if you do like people and you like talking to people. <laughs> if, yeah, if you, if you don't or you're nervous about that, well, then you can go more historical, I think. You can tell stories of uh, your, every community has an origin story. You could at least tell that. How did your community come to be? Um, and then if you can tell how your community changed over the course of time, look at some big events and then maybe create a, a series there that it's like the, uh, the history of whatever your city is, your state, your community, your parish, wherever it is you happen to live. And then, uh, people, well, a good way of remembering it is people, places, and things. Look at people, look at places that are unique to your area and then various things that are there too. At the beginning of this discussion, we heard Ken Blanchard say, and I thought, what happened if I could successfully get a podcast right in my neighborhood and become almost the mayor of this place uh, without knowing it? People would know who I am, but my voice and, and it's one of those things that I think, I mean, you'll probably know more than me, but it's, it's either you have to be a massive podcaster to bump into people that know you or a really small local podcaster and then bump into people that know you because you kind of get the, the benefits that you get from being this massive, uh, the Dave Jackson, for example, <laughs> <laughs> without actually being a, the, the Dave Jackson, you just, you're a local, like a local celebrity. And it's, it's nice to go out and not <clears throat> try and get things for free because you probably could try and do that. But it's uh, it's nice to go out and and know that the community that you live in is um it is something that you you bring into other people and, and you know it's a little bit of a pleasure for them. So I would say definitely do it. And uh, but beforehand, um, try and avoid listening to too many webinars about how you can make thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> from uh, from a podcast. <laughs> uh, have you been recognized when you've been out and about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was getting, I just got my hair cut with my son and someone came over and said, are you Lee? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, do you do This Is Rowing? And like, yeah. And like, oh, great. I, you know, I listened to the show. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> How, you know, I know people listen to the show, but I wouldn't necessarily expect to bump into somebody that listens to the show. But, you know, it does happen. And then, you know, I've also bumped into people just while I'm walking around and, and things like that. And, yeah, it's it's good. It's nice. I'm gonna say, how's that make you feel? Uh, well, no one's punched me in the face yet, so <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel all right. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, because it give you a little jolt. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, people are actually listening. I think I'll keep doing this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it has both effects. On the one hand, it makes me go, oh, great, people are listening, and then on the other hand, go, oh no, people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Good way to end that. That is Lee from this is Rami.co.uk. Chris from I am salt lake.com. Ken from upper marlboro.com or blackman with a gun.com. And Jason from on the go.fm doing the podcast local show. Now, Chris has over 200 shows. Lee is up to 88. Uh, Ken is right out of the gate at four and Jason, uh, is doing a podcast about local podcasters. Well, there's not that many, so he's got nine. And like you said, there is a guide. If you're thinking of starting that, he has one on his uh, website on the go.fm. But 
some things here that apply no matter what podcast it is. Number one, get involved in your community, whether it's a duck race or a live show or whatever it is, you have to go to your community. That's number one. We're still going to have to train some people if you're trying to do some advertising. Not everybody knows what that a podcast is. That's kind of, uh, you know, expected in some cases. Um, you don't need a ton of equipment. I always tell people you can start a podcast for the price of an Xbox. And Chris started with his iPhone, you know, getting a local sponsor. I thought that was going to be a lot easier. And apparently it's not. Now, again, we have a sample here of four people. My favorite two words out of this whole episode was Lee. He said, it's fun. And Lee is having fun with his wife. His wife is really into Instagram. So they will kind of go out. And while Lee is getting content for his show, she's getting content for Instagram. And likewise, Chris's fiance is going out with him to these different places to review. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we also learned, and this was no surprise, that politicians are slow and kind of a pain in the butt to work with. But if you keep knocking on it, apparently you can get through that door. So that is really kind of the same for for everyone. And I, I liked Lee's tips of having different RSS feeds. I've talked about that. Actually, I have a course on that at the School of Podcasting on how you can have, uh, I in my example, I show how you can have new books from Amazon go into your RSS reader so you have those show up. So we'll have links to this out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 554. And that is going to do it for this episode. I want to make a mention here. If you happen to be female and you're like, hey, Nate, Dave never talks to females. I've got uh, a line on a couple that I'll be interviewing some females in the future, as well as talking about whatever the heck you want to talk about. Always looking for insights into what you'd like to hear. And want to mention again, I'm going to be in Orlando like on next week, the 23rd through the 25th. And uh, if you're going to be there as well, I'm going to be primarily at the Libsyn booth, but I want to make sure that you know that I put my shoes on one at a time. I put my pants on. And if you're nervous about coming up and saying, hey, Dave, I, you know, whatever you want to say to me, please know that I am dying to meet you. I really, I hate to hear when somebody says, well, I was going to say hi, but I don't know. I didn't want to bug you. And I didn't know, please come bug me. Say hello. I'm dying to meet you because really we talk about, we talked about that today, how they went through and, you know, they went out into their, they, they have the one thing that we don't. When they open up the door, their target audience is in front of them. And I rarely get to get in front of my target audience and so I'm dying to talk to you. So please do not hesitate to come by and say hi. And I look forward to meeting all of you and having a good time in Orlando. And uh, I might even get a little sun. Who knows? That that could be crazy. So we'll see you again next week. I'll have my PodFest observations and my messenger's observations and probably absolutely no voice left. That should be fun. I'll probably sound like uh, Barry White next week. So thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week. Uh, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. This could be a podcast. Huh, it's actually not a bad idea. Really? A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Well, that's it. You're anyone. You have a computer. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up and save on a single course or a monthly or yearly membership.